Let's move beyond your comfort zone and into your genius zone because it's time to tap into the higher wisdom within you, your higher genius. I'm your host, Christy Turley, author of the book, The Intuition-Led Business, serial entrepreneur and intuitive intelligence expert. Imagine the possibilities when you can make better decisions and create practical and sustainable solutions using the power of your intuition, your higher genius. This is the Higher Genius Podcast. Today I'm speaking with Lori Morse, and we're talking about how during this global pandemic, when we cannot go out, how we can go within to find a higher level of wellness, and why investing minutes in connecting to your heart each day can yield hours in productivity throughout your day, why fear is on a spectrum, and how to pull yourself out of fear quickly and how to increase the accuracy of your intuition and discern truth from illusion. Lori Morse has spent well over a decade in the corporate world of finance and management and then found integrative medicine. She has a master's degree in traditional Chinese medicine and is the director of holistic health services in San Diego, California, which is a 25-year practice dedicated to supporting wholeness through natural medicine. This balance of her two contrasting career paths has shaped Lori into a grounded yet spiritually oriented artist, healer, teacher, speaker, and writer, enabling her to successfully work with women to include their heart in their journey of wholeness. Okay. All right. Welcome, Lori, to the show. Thank you, Christy. I'm really excited to be here. So I'm excited for this episode. I'm not sure what's going to come out of it. We've talked about a few ideas, tossed some things around. So um, yeah, we're going to have just a really lovely conversation between two strong women and, and talk about um, whatever pops up. But right now, as we're recording this, we're in the middle of a global, what would you call it? Transformation, change, uh, yeah. just like shift in how yeah, we're living and being up leveling. I like, um, it doesn't necessarily feel that way to everybody. I'm sure. <laughs> right. Every like, there's a lot of people I've seen on Facebook and Instagram who are, and even LinkedIn who are a little depressed to be shut up in their homes, you yeah. know? Yeah. You know, someone said the best line the other day, they said, you know what, when we're forced to go in, no, no. When, how did it go? Oh, if you can't go out, then you have to go in. And by in, it means in an internal, into our internal terrain and explore and discover and create relationship with. Yeah. I, I see this as a huge opportunity and, and, and learning for everyone, just the importance of going within and look, we've, we've eliminated a lot of distractions, you know, a lot of pastimes and recreation yeah. and we have almost zero distraction. Right. right. Other right. than the news and having to get homeschool done and Netflix and yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. okay. Whether you're listening to this, uh, you know, in, in the wake of this and the extreme wake of this, this incident that has happened globally, or if you're listening a year from now or two years from now, you know, what are some things that we can learn and apply, um, from this experience? Like what, what do you think that humankind is going through right now? What's, what's on the other side? Yeah, well, 
there's probably a lot to say about that, but since I'm a health and wellness expert, I, I'm going to see it from that viewpoint, which is, I think that people are being called to discover the innate truth that we have, like a, a cellular blueprint for health and wholeness that has a much greater strength and um, let's just say frequency if we can, than any pathogenic influence that's outside of us. We don't know that yet. The cultural current is really about disease and running away from bacteria and virus and that kind of thing. But um, what I know to be true is that when we awaken that cellular intelligence, and one of the things I love saying is that we have 37.2 trillion cells-ish, <laughs> and inside every cell are about 37.2 trillion atoms, and in every single atom is an electron, and that is the cellular intelligence. We could even call that life force, and life force is creative in nature. We could call it source, spirit, God, the divine, you know, that, that also exists as a flame or a spark in our heart. So activating that and calling forth the best choices that we, and elevated choices from where we're starting from now, especially in the, in the midst of this epidemic, um, is one of our best things to focus on. And from that, we have access to lots of other solutions and creative ideas and um, you know, just new realities that we could actually create for ourselves, our families, our communities and the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I truly believe this is, you know, in nature, you mentioned um, the creative life force. I mean, I truly believe we're in a cycle right now, a death cycle. Um, we're shedding a lot of things that, um, you know, don't serve us anymore. Yeah. Exactly. And when we do that, then we're, we're prepared for regrowth and rebirth. I and, couldn't more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, in my way of being in the world, um, we, I don't see how I can do that. And I've watched this with others for 30 years without that connection to the essence of life herself, you know, to whatever one wants to call it, whether it's nature or source, but we have to start bringing the universe, you know, a lot of words we use for it. We have to start bringing that really like inside and embodying it in every cell of our being, as well as exchanging with it, you know, on the outside every day, all day, a breath is a perfect example of that. It's a, it's a reciprocity of life, you know, way to we take in and we, we take out. And what's really cool is the word inspiration for a breath. We could also break that down as saying we're taking in spirit. We're taking in the life force of, you know, the, of life itself. Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. And it, it, it's like, I think a good, a good way to kind of support what you're saying or to put this in another way for some people who might sure. um, not be relating right now. Like if you think about it, like we've all been chasing things ex externally. Yeah. We've been distracted by the soccer games and the, you know, going out to restaurants and watching movies and going out and doing things or tackling the to-do list at home or in work. And what is that energy it's doing? It's the exhale. But a lot of people forget to do the inhale and well, to so rest yeah. and take care. And, you know, people kind of, some people can poo poo the self-care, you know, like, oh, self-care that I, I don't have time to watch, you know, 
paint my nails, but that's not what self-care is. It's, it's putting on the oxygen mask first before turning to others, you know, it's the inhale before the exhale. And so we're set another, which is age old in all spiritual traditions is keeping our cup full. Yeah. You know, we don't have much to give from an empty scraping the bottom of the barrel cup, but when it's full and if we are an instrument or a vessel or a chalice of life force, then we, we want to give from a full cup, not only for our own benefit, but from those who we're giving to. Yeah. And also I think too, like being aware of what drains that life force. Yeah. Like, um, I don't watch the news anymore. Like I keep up to date in other ways, but I put a limit on it and I don't get emotionally attached to anything. Right. That's the cutoff line. If it's mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If I can just read some tweets or something and see what's going on, that's great. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, I think the news and the, the negativity that can be out there, even on television programs is yeah, is a way that sure. we can drain ourselves of life force, even though we think we're resting or we think we're, you Dang know, rest. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, well, the other thing is the barrage of audio and visual, you know, is really hard on a system, especially right now, because it's so intense and it's so heightened. So I'm like you, I just like to read headlines and I get everything I need. And it's very, it's a much calmer way to choose how I, how I keep myself, you know, informed. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say one thing, cause I love this analogy. It popped in like, I don't know, last summer or something um, on that rest piece, which is most people like music. And so it's hard, you know, this is an easy analogy, which is there is no such thing as music without notes or beats and rests. Totally. Like the rests are as important as the beats and otherwise there's no song. There's no music. It's just and, one continuous chord and that's boring. Right. There's nothing, you know, creative about that. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, it, it, when I say that to people, they're like, oh yeah. And it kind of just gives them permission to say, okay, yeah, rests are important. You know, it's, it, it, I have to do it. Right. Yeah. So what does that look like? Cause I, I'm totally in agreement. I, I, um, I actually like, I have this philosophy, this, this rule of eight, you know, take eight minutes a day, take eight hours a week, take out eight, eight days or yeah, take eight days a year. And that is the rest for me. I mean, even if you just start there, sometimes, you know, um, you can take longer than that if you want, but it's just a nice little number where you feel like, okay, I can do this. This is achievable. Um, but what are some, really, truly restful ways for people to fill that time as opposed to brain drain of Netflix or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I can, I can offer what I have observed to be, you know, common for a lot of people. Um, And I love what you said. That's a perfect jumping off place. And then when we have something to jump or walk from or move from, um, then our own like inner knowing and our own higher self will guide us more about, oh, this is really valuable for you. And that might change in six months or, you know, but when we're staying centered in our own being, then we have a guidance system. We have a GPS, an internal GPS that, that points us in those right directions. But it's some of the common things that we know about. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan of meditation. I met a nun a number of years ago and she's, and she's an ex nun now. They kicked her out because she was asking like, 
very good questions, but they didn't <laughs> like the questions to you. Anyway, she said um, that she has coffee with God every morning for an hour. And I thought, well, I love that. Now, I know a lot of people will go an hour, I don't have an hour. I mean, we do now, but even if we start with five minutes or 10 minutes, you know, and the point of a, of a reset every 24 hours and preferably in the morning before the day gets away um, is to just be intentional about aligning with our, our higher intelligence and um, opening our heart and saying, you know, what, what would you have me do today? What, what is my, in my highest and best interest? How, how can I serve? How can I be my best self? You know, and, and I think intention is a big, is a big thing. Um, and then moving in nature is always very good. Some people like journaling, other people can't stand it. You know, doing a creative healing process is really powerful because no matter how creative we would say one would say they are first of all everybody has creative impulse that's the nature of the whole universe is creative impulse it's whether the muscle is is been built or there's been an interest in developing it or not and not for the purpose of you know creating something that hangs on the wall of the smithsonian necessarily necessarily but for the act of putting a line on a page or, you know, engaging in color, which has its own healing properties. And that has been shown to be as, as beneficial and as calming to our nervous system as meditation. So for people who say, oh, I don't like to meditate or my mind won't be quiet, which by the way is true for everyone. <laughs> we just do it anyway until that we get those little moments where, where there's been a, a, a calm or a quieting or an insight or something like that um, but uh, and then I think eating healthy is really important because that sets us up for a chemical stability that uh, when we take in a lot of things that we know aren't good for us like sugar and you know processed foods it's like eating dead life force when in fact our body is asking for food that has an aliveness or a vitality to it in order to turn that into our own life force and vitality so I think the biggest thing that we have to tend is our, is our mental, emotional um, game. <laughs> and even yeah. spiritual. Yeah. Cause I can't agree more with you. Like, like when you were saying, you know, just taking that time in the morning, even if it's 10 minutes, like I can point to times where I've not done that and then points where I have. Mm-hmm. And when I do it, I, and I'm very consistent now, but when I do it, I am so much more productive, right? I can speed through things. And it's like, where did that idea come from? You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and field. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I produce like at like almost (laughs) non-human speed because of that. And I, I, you know, so that's a case for people who are like, I don't have that time to put aside. Well, it's like, you can't afford not to, because like a 10 minute investment could yield you an extra couple hours in your day. Totally. You're so right. Yeah. And that's the, the mind, you know, management piece I was referring to, like giving ourselves permission for five or eight minutes, you know, yeah. 10 minutes, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I like your eight thing. Um, is it, we just have to talk ourselves into it and then we do it and then we realize, Oh, like what you just said, it's that the return on that investment is so much greater than the 10 minutes. And, uh, and then it's easier to do it on a more regular basis. And the, the yield is un, it's beyond words. Like, and, and yes. this is the point of a life is to make that connection on a regular basis and then grow it. 
Like there's no other reason for, for us to be in a life. <laughs> well, right. I mean, just to take it back to the nature example, it's like, what would a plant do if it didn't have the sun? Exactly. It, there would be no photosynthesis. It would just die. And that's exactly. really what our spiritual connection is. It's, it's that sun. Totally. Mm-hmm. totally. That's, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And then the other thing that I like that you said about, um, art, it almost made me start thinking about the adult coloring books. Yeah. You know, like the coloring books for adults, that is yes. <laughs> like, you know, get out some markers or pencils or crayons and just color. And, I mean, that's, that's, you know, staying within the lines, but even if you weren't comfortable with like, oh, I'm going to draw something right now. Um, but yeah, I've, 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 I'm not an artist. I'm, I don't draw, but when I have drawn things, it's interesting because it's almost like I'm just like, I'm not really analyzing it or like trying to make it into something. And then I take a step back and I'm like, Hmm, like, it's almost like analyzing a dream. It's like, what did I just draw there? And like, isn't this interesting? Cause I'm, I'm very much a visual thinker. And so I'll see things and I'm like, Hmm, that's an interesting insight. I probably wouldn't have picked up on. Well, exactly. And if we go into a a 10 minute time of drawing or, or something like that with an intention of accessing wisdom and intelligence and insight from our own um, higher wisdom, then we always get it. So that, hmm, that's interesting, was a version of that. And so when we elevate our intention, just, you know, at the onset, it really, it makes a big difference. And I was going to say something about the coloring books too. I love them. I love anything that gets people uh, engaged that way. And it's shown to be very calming and stress reducing. So, you know, now might be a good time to just sit and color. (laughs) Yeah. That's a passive way of connecting with our creative life force. And then a more active way is when we say, you know what, I'm just going to take this blank thing, even though it's scary for a lot of people, maybe they just tear out some things from magazines and make a collage in a heart shape or something, you know, something like that. Or maybe they are trying to eat healthier. So they, um, they draw a little basket, not caring what the basket looks like. And they paste in, you know, color vegetables and, you know, things that they want to eat, that kind of thing. Um, Then there's a little bit more engagement. And then if, of course, if they start out doing that with this intention, and I always write my intention on my page or my canvas or whatever, whatever I'm, you know, whether I'm gluing something or painting something, because I know that it'll be painted over or covered over, but my intention is there. And it, it, it's like, it's so cool, Christy. I don't know if you've ever done this, but it, it's like it opens a portal of connection to this. Um, it's like a gateway to this exchange with our creative life force that gives us solutions and answers to our problems, if that's what our intention is, mm-hmm. including how to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes the scariest thing is, is facing that blank sheet of paper. Yeah. And, um, you know, I am in a creative field, you know, and sometimes when I feel like, oh my gosh, what am, what am I going to do with that situation or that campaign or whatever? And just like starting to actually write, you know, not, like with my, with my hands, not type, yeah. uh-huh. you know, but just start putting down ideas. And it's amazing you know, even if I start with a prayer and things like that and just, you know, start writing things down, things come to me that 
wouldn't have normally come to me that end up being so brilliant. So yeah, I mean, that's your higher brilliance just moving through you because you give it um, a channel Mm -hmm. for that. And there's other, you know, journaling is said to have the same, you know, there's research on when we write through our hand, like you just mentioned, Um, it's a little bit different than when we use a computer, but if that's all you got, then do it. (laughs) Like, don't let that stop you. Um, But there's something about you know, just making lines and even making simple symbols like a heart shape is easy and everyone can do that or a circle, you know, the oneness of life, that kind of thing. It bypasses our into our, our conscious mind and moves into our subconscious mind and ha- and then has greater access to the things that we're trying to create, you know, bring insight forth from. So it's, it's worth it, you know? Yeah. I, I think... I think one of the easiest things we could do is, is draw a circle, put our intention inside the circle, maybe right on the outside of the circle, the things that we feel like we're ready to let go of or release. And we're asking for help and how to do that from our higher self. Um, and then you can color the circle or collage something into the circle, but it's a, it's a gift you give to yourself and your, and your relationship with your higher wisdom that you're engaging in this way to create yourself as an open channel. Right. And I mean, I'm not getting religious on people, but there is a famous saying like asking you shall receive. And that's even in like, you know, law of attraction. If you're into that, like, it's like principle. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, unless you open yourself up to it, it's just not going to come. You, you do have to make space for it. Right. You've, you've right. got to ask so you can receive that inspiration. So, um, yeah, super important. The other thing that you mentioned, which was about nutrition, and I know you're a health uh, coach as well. Um, the thing that came to mind too, is, um, making sure that we're hydrated, you know, the, the water and the body is, is electrical, right? And so the more hydrated you are, the more connected you can really be to that higher intelligence. It seems weird that your body would have that kind of, but that, I mean, that's, it makes sense, right? The more water, the more electricity can pass through. Well, it's like our communication system. Even if we talk at it, about it at the level of the physical, like our nerve impulses and our, um, you know, the way our microbiome communicates hormonally and in our immune system and all of that, that is all carried in water, right? So, and then there's the electrical impulse, which is our spark of life, which is the same thing as our life force, which is the same thing as, you know, all the stuff that we've been talking about, right? So when we don't have a river for all that to flow in, then it gets mucked up. It gets like a you stuck. Know, stuck and say again, stuck. Yeah. Stuck. Yeah. Stuck. Same page. Sometimes when people are really don't want to hear that they have to drink water, I'll say, listen, you're creating toxic cesspools in your body. And, you know, that's usually a visual that people go, ooh, you know, and it kind of makes them feel a little more motivated to drink water, but it's a big deal. So my background is in Chinese medicine and it's a profound medicine filled with ancient wisdom for modern time. And what's been interesting in this global situation is that I I haven't been able to see people one-on-one, but there's a, uh, there's a product that's like a light therapy patch. I actually have one on, I don't know if you could see it right here. Yeah, That's interesting. And each of the patches actually, um, they're activated by the person's body heat. And then it, 
there's nothing in the patch that goes in the body. It's just a, um, it's like a nanotechnology that reflects back a light wave that has a particular frequency and message. So just like an acupuncture point, there's very particular functions and, and messages of intelligence through that point that go up and travel, you know, through these channels. And the whole point in saying all of that is that it really needs water for those messages of intelligence and communications to, to travel through. So you're absolutely right. We, we must stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. And for people who can't see it, cause they're listening on audio, it just looks like a little bandaid, like a circular bandaid. And it's like yeah. right under her throat area. So, yeah. um, and there's all kinds of places you can put it on the body yeah. for various different, you know, lowering inflammation and all, all the things that a body needs. So yeah. it's, a, it's a really profound technology actually. What, uh, what company puts it out? It's called life wave life wave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I'll put that, uh, that link in the show notes for people. Yeah. I'll actually give you, um, I'm going to gift the, the, your listeners a, um, just uh, like an education on this and then they can decide if they do it or not. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. I say, if it doesn't hurt, it can only help. Right. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. And there's tons of people who like the idea of acupuncture, but they can't imagine laying on a table and having someone, you know, put needles in them. So this is for all the needle, you know, needle phobia people. Yeah. That's But even all the people that I work with that love their needles. um, They're doing this now because it's the way they can still keep their, their energy or their chi or their life force um, elevated and healthy. Cause that's the name of the game right now is, is really activating our bodies innate inborn you know health that which we all have even though we're sort of brainwashed otherwise (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that word was going to come out that way but it did (laughs) no it's true though because I've done a lot of research and there are some technologies that really are suppressed yeah yeah some healing types of technology yeah so Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a whole nother road that we off ramp. I don't know if we want to go on, but, um, no, we don't have to, but I'm just, I'm supporting you. And and I, I agree. Thank you. Yeah. I think what, another thing that we're going to see come out of this time, like we started out having wondering, um, is things that are actually good for humanity will, will not be as suppressed as they have been in the past. I agree. I'm hoping for that. Yeah, I agree. I I think there's a lot of great innovations ahead of us. I really do. And it requires, it's a two-party dance, right? It requires us to stand in our center and call that forth, whatever the, that is, the best, the, the, the thing that's best for us next as each of us as individuals, um, rather than just sort of passively sit back and go, oh, I'll wait for somebody else to do something about this. To, that's, yeah. To approve it or Or get a vaccine, (laughs) endorse it, or whatever Uh, one's opinion is on vaccines, you know, the whole thing. It's or wait for the medication. That is not how we activate our our divine blueprint of health. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think this also comes like this word discernment is coming to me. It's like, like, this, this time, the time that we're recording this right now, beginning of April 2020 is a dark time for a lot of people. And, um, the discernment piece, how do you become more discerning about what you hear? There's a lot of misinformation out there. Like how, how can someone hone their sense of discernment and, and connect with that higher intelligence so that when they hear something, they're immediately like, 
yeah, that sounds right. Or no, it doesn't. And be fairly accurate about it as opposed to second guessing and needing to, you know, go get evidence or go ask, you know, 10 different people what they think. Um, yeah. So it's such a beautiful question. And I, and I imagine you have your version of this too, but, um, what, what I've, what I, what my personal experience and what I teach others and it seems to work for them is the first place to start is building the muscle of connecting with our higher self, because without that connection, and I know I sound like a broken record, then mostly it's going to be our smaller human mind that is steeped in fear, to be honest with you, is steeped in fear and protection. And then it, that that's the part of our, our human humanity that needs external proof and you know evidence and that kind of thing. But there's a way, and, and this is just how I use my own GPS. I, when I have a question about something, I go into my body and I, and I, I ask as, the question is if it's going to be this way or this way. So is it a yes for this or is it a no for this? Whatever the this is, you know, this happens all day long. And my body will give me a, a, a sense of lightness or tightness. And the, 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 whatever one gives me the lightness, whichever way I'm looking to make the decision, I go with that because that I know is a, it's like our, our higher guidance, our higher wisdom, our higher intelligence, our super conscious, whatever word we put to that, our higher mind has such a much broader view than our small mind. So taking into account the things that we can't see and then sort of dropping in that energy it feels to me as a lightness. And if there's a tightness around it, I don't do it. And that has never, ever, ever led me astray or served me wrong. So uh, how do you do it? Um, yeah, I, I haven't always been that clear with my body. I know there's a lot of people that are, they're just, that's, that's where they go. I, I, I tend to have just a sense of knowing or, or, um, like I'll, I'll hear a word or I'll, I'll see something, um, that kind of triggers a thought that triggers another thought. And I'm like, Oh, and it just feels right. And it just feels right. Yeah. Um, but as, as I've been, you know, just more like you use the word practicing the muscle, strengthening the muscle, just -hmm. like you would, if you're working out, I, I have felt it more in my body. But uh-huh. I think I always, I always, this is for everyone who's kind of like me. <laughs> I think I always felt like there was something wrong with me or I wasn't like somehow I wasn't aligned or connected or, or whatever. Um, but some people just feel it differently. Like they just get the <laughs> information in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And my guess is the majority of people probably do feel it through their, their bodies, you know, um, well, but, when you say feeling it more, I mean, th- that has to be somewhere. Um, yeah. It might just be in your, in your head area. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter where we feel it. It's a knowing. And then the thing is, is to trust that, right? Because then what can almost instantaneously happen is our mind go, is our smaller mind will be like questioning that knowing. Right. And then there's a little bit of backpedaling. And my experience is, is if, if we just go with the knowing, um, it, we're good, you know? Yeah. And, and also I, I would say too, like where it gets cloudier is if you are in a fearful state of mind or anxious or worried or, yeah. Um, it, it can cloud that connection quite a bit. So 
it's like, if I'm looking to get an answer, it's like, I've got to, I've got to work myself into a, a happy state or a, a grateful or joyful state it's before neutral it. or centered. Yeah. yeah centered. So that, yeah. Yeah. So that we have access to, you know, the connection. Um, I think that would be the first order of business if we're really, really in a fear-based place. And honestly, I think fear is coming up now for one purpose. It, there's only ever one purpose of fear, and that is to alert us to the fact that we're disconnected and that there and that our, our work is to offer the fear up to a higher, to our higher wisdom in order for it to be transmuted back into love and then sort of brought back into our, um, our wholeness as love, not fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, fear does not feel good either. Yeah. So there's a, there's actually a Bob Proctor quote. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to biff it up. It's not going to be the exact, well, words, we'll the but it's, it's something like, you yeah. know, there's faith and fear, you know, both are things that you can't see, you know, which one do you want to believe in? You choose. Right. Right. Well, that's, that's actually a really interesting point because, um, you know, we we're giving our energy to something all the time. And so when we give our energy to fear and whatever the thing is we're fearing, we're actually giving it life force to have its way. <laughs> You know, so I feel like the work is, is to go, oh, is to just know it's, it's constant work, right? I, when I realized, oh, this is going to be like all day, every day, some days better than others, of course, and we get better at it. So, and then this is one of the reasons I love creativity because it's a more enjoyable way to work through some of these things, you know, it's just a little more colorful and fun and that kind of thing. But um, the, the idea is, is just to like give the reins to love and, and go, okay, here, I'm not going to do this fear thing anymore because I've been doing it all my life and I've, I see where it's gotten me. So what's the point? Let me just try this other way for a minute and it'll prove to my mind that I'm not going to like blow up or the world's not going to cave in on me. <laughs> and that is really, as I keep saying, is, is a practice of trust. And that's the faith part, right? But there's great wisdom in, in pulling our energy away from fear and letting ourselves be guided as to what to do with that energy. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, what are some of the best ways to pull your out, yourself out of fear? Like what are some of those practices to get you more centered that you use? Yeah, well, it's, it, that's such a good question too, because we could say fear shows up on a spectrum. Like there's just the ones that kind of flit through and not, you know, they're not taking us down rabbit holes per se, but they do get our attention. And then there's the ones that are you know, maybe a little more dramatic, like let's just say what we're living through right now that we've mentioned. And then there's the ones that just keep coming around and they, they grab us by the neck and we know them so well that, you know, they practically feel like it's who we are. So the little ones, well, for, for all of them, I, I, I bring them to the, to the altar of the source of all life, because I know that I will not be successful without that, without that, um, help. <laughs> yeah. So for the little ones, I just notice them. I acknowledge, oh, there you are. I hear you. And then I just try to breathe and let it flow through me. You know, we're, we're designed as human beings to have emotions, but they're designed to flow through us, not get stuck and become energetic tangles for years and lifetimes. If, you know, one wants to go that 
direction um, in our in our system, right? The middle ones, you know, we might it might take a little bit more time, a little bit more um, building of the muscle. Uh, this is where I start bringing in practices like meditation and journaling and uh, and accessing external support by your guidance. If you need someone to to hold space, to witness, to do any energetic clearings, to do any kind of healing or um, you know wellness support for you. And then the tough ones, that is where, what I, where I find found creativity to be extremely um, transformative is probably the best word. You, when, when someone sits down with something that has been nipping at their heels for a long time and works it out through a creative healing process, it, it, it's, there's alchemy that happens and it changes that energy and makes a different, like more alchemized energy available to us. I don't know if that's all too woo woo, but <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If you're in a fearful state, like let's say you're trying to produce ideas for business or something. Right. And mm -hmm. if you're in a fearful state and if you make decisions from that fearful state or try to come up with ideas from that fearful state, you're not going to, you're just going to get more things that kind of align with that fear. Right. Yes. As opposed to being in a, a, a faithful or trust, trusting or joyful state or grateful state, then those ideas are going to be elevated because you're elevated and it's just going to um, produce uh, more creative solutions. Um, right. Einstein said that, you, and again, I'm don't have an, a, what is it? A didactic memory? I don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, um, but it, it's yeah. like, it's like you cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created it? Yes. That's brilliant. And, and that makes me remember about one of the things I use all the time. And this is actually answering your earlier question. If we can come at like, say a problem, like you just mentioned with an inquiry or, or just in a state of wonder, like, I wonder how I could solve this problem. Or um, I wonder if there's a way that I could do this differently than I've done before. Um, or I'm going to pose to my heart the question that I would like a different solution to this problem or a different way of working out this, you know, this business issue. Um, then it opens up a connection to a field of energy that is way greater than you had access, one had access to before in the old way of doing it. So I think that um, being willing to pose a question or be in wonder or inquiry is a great way to just open the energy up a little bit. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah. And then there's also, I mean, we're talking about fear and, and faith or whatever opposite you want to come up with for fear. Um, but I also think there's something too, that just came to me that, um, you know, just to be aware of where you're coming from when it, when it comes to solving things or building things in business, because if you're coming from a state of say worthlessness mm -hmm. and you don't even realize that you pick on yourself all day long, yes, you know, or that you have all these negative thoughts about yourself all day long, you know, once you, that's why meditation is so good because it, it trains you to be aware of your thoughts as they come in and just observe them and let them go and release them. Um, but if you're also making decisions from that place of, you know, not worthy or, you know, not loving yourself, you know, you're going to come up with totally different solutions than if you came from a place of, yes, I am worth it. And I am confident and I am courageous. I yeah. can do this. You know, you're going to come up with totally different solutions. And that's, you know, this is such a, 
powerful point that we could probably have a whole nother conversation on, but the gist that I would also add to how great you said that was, would be, it's always going to be about managing this mind piece about not being worthy, not being good enough. Cause almost every human being has to evolve themselves through that mm -hmm. and discover a different version of truth. And again, we don't find that without a higher intelligence um, connection. So when, when we do that, when we, when, and, and even if one can't say I am worthy yet, they could say, I'm willing to be, I'm willing to just see, that there is a different level or a different way of considering my worth and, ha and have a different opening for this thing as a result of that. Because for some people, it's really hard to just say, I am worthy, I am worthy because oh, they yeah. believe it, right? right. So they, it's, it, sometimes we just have to jimmy ourselves there. And this is, this is all the work of bringing our mind, our small human mind to our heart. I call it a head heart closing the gap of the head and the heart because, and that's really the work. The heart knows. There's no question. The heart knows your worth. The heart knows your value. The heart knows your gifts and your treasures. And it's the head that struggles because she's, she or he is just locked in a different reality of protection and fear. Um, but when we stretch that open and then we close the gap between the head and the heart, and that's a lot of what Einstein was talking about too in his brilliant physics mind. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, then, then we have different reality for ourselves. Yeah. And that is, it's a, it's definitely a process. Like I'm not there yet, but I'm a lot I'm further along than I was all, even a couple yeah. years ago. Right. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your, your muscle stroller today than it was last year. And you yeah, it'll yeah, be better next year. Yeah. So yeah, I, the point is the purpose of a life is yeah. to build this up and to, and to come in, you know, to, to mind this gap and to come into this alignment, mind the gap. That could yeah. be a good bumper sticker for you. Right. I think they <laughs> sing that over in across the pond in, uh, in, uh, right. In yeah. 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 <laughs> I know <laughs> they'd think you're just copying the subway system if you did it over in the yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's, it's so true. And, um, that, that connection between the head and the heart is so important. Um, mm -hmm. because when you don't have that connection with yourself, how can you have connection with your customers? Or your or team, anything, your family, your anything. children, yes. yourself, yeah. And you know, a, a really good place to start is exactly where we are. And so, I, I I have done this myself, and I tell this to other people: is, you know, put your hand on your heart and just say, I I don't even know where to start. Can you show me? You know, and then just go with the nudges that you get as far as the, your little baby steps moving yourself into minding this gap. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and they're not usually that obvious. The, I like how you use the word nudge Yeah, because sometimes it, I mean, most of the time it's not loud, right? Not unless they're really trying to get your attention, but like, yeah. you know, it's usually just like a, a whim. It's a little passing, you know, soft that they call it sometimes the still small voice. Yes. And so I think it's that way so that we're not forced, but we're being called to that that um, quiet, more quieter center and being present. Cause if we're not present and we're operating on all of our autopilot habits and patterns, then we won't, we won't get the nudge. We won't notice it. Yeah. And that's, that's really what I see as the gift with this really hard time that everyone's going through. It's, yeah. it's, it's definitely a disruption in a lot of ways. Right. Um, but what is that? What is that gift? It's allowing us to have some white space to have some 
you know, in design or marketing, you want to have white space, right? Because it's just like the note, um, the music example that you had before can't appreciate the art or the life without that white space. And this is really the gift is allowing us to see, well, what will we come up with, with all this extra white space? And when we're out of this, why, why keep going how we were going before? Why not build more of this white space in? Because it is really helpful. Totally. And we will, we can create different and better realities, different and better systems, even Mm -hmm. if they're on the small scale for family units or business or whatever, then into the bigger, um, wider scope. Um, but this is the time to use our, our quieter, you know, slower paced time to just make white space <laughs> yes, <laughs> so that we know what to do next when it's over. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, this has been great. Can you please tell people how they can get more um, information about what it is that you do? And then also, why don't you, after that, just end us on your final thoughts, your final high note. Yeah, for sure. I'd be happy to. So I have two things. Initially, when we talked, I thought I was just going to offer uh, a, a complimentary copy of, of the book that came out that I wrote last year on um, creating healthy heart. It's called Reverse Heart Disease Naturally. And honestly, there's seven steps in here that are good for any healing journey. Um, it's just that, that I, I was kind of focusing on heart health in particular. So, but it, you know, whether you have heart marker problems or heart disease, you know, in full-blown ways, it doesn't matter. It's a good um, seven-step protocol for just moving yourself from where you are to your next healthy level. And then the other thing that I wanted to offer is uh, I, I'm, I've been doing these five-day healthy body resets with these patches um, during this time so that people can actually uh, open up their channels and, and you know, get their electrical impulses going and, and all of their networks of communications at the level of the physical and the mental, emotional, and the spiritual, all in a good alignment during this time. It's five days. It's easy. It doesn't hurt. So I will make sure that you have the link to put on your page for people to go just get more information about it. If it speaks to them, then, you know, they, they can certainly uh, go for it. Awesome. So yeah, awesome. those would be two things that I, uh, we, in order to, well, okay. I'll stop there because <laughs> I could go on. So the thing that I, I think I would like to leave our listeners with is that if creating health and well-being is the purpose of a life, and we men- mentioned that earlier, then you want to ask yourself the question, are you awake and are you activating and create and consciously creating your wholeness at all levels of your being? And the way you know if you're, aligned with that creative life force is that you feel a sense of calm and ease. And if you're not feeling that yet, don't beat yourself up. It's simply a signal that you're ready to take your next step and reach out for what feels like the right next step for you. Ask your heart first to guide you and you will be shown. I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe and leave a like, comment, and or review. Every interaction, whether on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform, helps this podcast to reach more people like you. Thank you for tuning in to the Higher Genius Podcast.